Hi, I'm Talissa. And I'm Rachel, and this is Transatlantic Crime, a true crime podcast that covers stories from each side of the pond. Every week, we will both cover a separate story with a running theme. Disclaimer, this podcast will contain swearing and details that some people may find offensive. If you are of a sensitive disposition, listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Transatlantic Crime. Same place. Hello. Hello to you, Talissa. <laughs> Congratulations, Rachel, on Joe Biden's win. Thank you very much. I did a lot of work to get here. Campaigning. Campaigning hard, were you? Campaigning, traveling, passing out <laughs> Biden masks. I did it all. <laughs> yeah. And look where it got you. To the White House. <laughs> <laughs> so um, were people like having parties in the street and stuff? Um. Yeah, there were parades there were singing in the streets there were people were so happy and it's funny because every day since then my husband has just been like hey we should celebrate today like every day (laughs) just (laughs) quietly turning into alcoholics (laughs) mate i honestly like i drank last week not the podcast just generally and i I got really pissed. And then the next day I just had like the worst beer fear. Oh. Like uh, maybe that I've ever had. And I was just like upset, jumpy. And I was like, uh, I don't want to drink ever again. And like, yeah. honest, like I'm drinking today, but I was just like, fucking hell, that took me like a week to get over. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what's worse. The physical hangover of like headache and feeling nauseous. Yeah. The next five days of feeling so depressed and miserable <laughs> like a husk yeah <laughs> it's just yeah that's the 30s isn't it so it totally is but uh basically tomorrow i've got a nice day planned we're going to go to the beach with the dog Ooh, that sounds That'll nice blow out the cobwebs what's the weather like there is it beach weather still <laughs> i mean your version of beach weather and my <laughs> version of beach weather are probably pretty different things um it's crispy but the sky mm. is clear. Mm. So there's like sun, but like kind of coldy wind. Pretty standard. So no standard getting in the wind. water or sunbathing. Just no. walking along the sand. With Dr. Martins on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and a big coat. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I prefer the beach in the um in the winter. I kinda do too. It's nice to go and sit by. Yeah. Right. No, I not I was gonna say who's going first this week, but that's far too it's far too soon for that. <laughs> We have so much more to talk about. So much more. So I wanted to do, I've got two little bits of news and one of them is like a bit of a bum out and one of them is funny. So I'll do the bum out first. Yes. Basically, we have a Patreon supporter, but I saw today that they had shared this really misogynistic post on Twitter. Oh, okay. And I was like, fuck that shit. Basically... It was a post saying that when girls sleep with guys and the guy doesn't like them as much as the girl likes them, then the girl will accuse them of rape. I was like, okay, that doesn't happen. (laughs) Like, it's maybe happened once and now you're saying it happens all the time. (laughs) And I was like, I cannot sit by and let that go. 
So is this guy an incel? He fucking seems like one. Like, I think something's happened recently in his life that's just turned him into a maniac because he was normal. Oh, also, one of the other points in the thread was, like, women used to be protected from this sort of thing through, like, the patriarchy. But, like, now women have freedom, which is a good thing. But it means that they can't really cope with, like, the situations that they're put in, which is that, you know, if you do have sex with a lot of guys, then, like, those guys probably aren't going to like you as much as you like them. I'm just like, speak one, speak for yourself. (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot to unpack here. Mm -hmm. So women can't be trusted unless they're controlled by men. Uh That's one of your points. Yeah. Every woman that sleeps with a man wants to marry that man, no matter who they are or how shit in bed they are. I can tell (laughs) you that that's a no. I was like that. I'm just going through my head about the number of people I've slept with and who of those I wanted anything else to happen with. The number is minuscule. (laughs) So speak for yourself. And it was like the original poster was a woman and then he had retweeted it and been like, well done for saying this. Like so many people are scared to say it. Yeah, because it's a fucking stupid thing to say. That's why they're scared to say it. (laughs) And it's not the majority of thought. It's it's a regression of thought. It is a really like that's what are you, Victorian? Right. How weird. This is 2020. This is in 1872. And he has a daughter and that fucking scares me. And I'm like, take your five pounds and give it to a women's shelter or buy a book and educate yourself on misogyny and the patriarchy. That's what we're going to do with that five pounds. Mm-hmm. Buy a book and send it to him. <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, I think that that's what we should do with that money is give it to some kind of women's cause because... yes. With fucking shit like that flying around your head, then the women's centers are going to need the cash. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, um, you're not helping anyone, dude, by sharing that, by thinking that. Believing and, in that. Yeah. It's simply not true. And men aren't that great that you fuck them once and you want to marry them. Trust me. No. <laughs> I've been there and done it. <laughs> so, And he also had an argument with me about how um, femsplaining is a thing as opposed to mansplaining. He was like, yeah, femsplaining is a thing and it's really annoying. I was like, okay, it isn't a thing. I don't know what else to say to you. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, the Twitter thing was strike two. So anyway, to not to dwell on it, but I've cut them off on Patreon so we don't get any more money from them. Okay. And we'll donate the money that we have had to a women's charity. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Um, and if I catch any of you <laughs> posting <laughs> any misogynistic crap, I will cut you off because I don't want your cash. But to be fair, the rest of the people that listen to us are beautiful and amazing and like women. So yeah, (laughs) that's that. That's the moral of that story. I really just want to like spend the rest of the podcast just unpacking Breaking down. I know. (laughs) Breaking down the argument because. I know. There's just so much to talk about. Go for it. Like if you want to say something about it, go for it. (laughs) I do, but it's just. There's just I think we're so preaching much. to the converted, like exactly. Yeah. Unless we're going to write him a letter, then like. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, okay, one misogynistic thing, I'll let that go. That could just be you being silly. But like the second thing, I was like, fuck you, that's ridiculous. It's time to look around you and realize that it's 2020 and that women are humans just like men. Yeah. <laughs> oh, also, he said to me, um, women. I said. A hundred years ago, women couldn't vote. And he was like, yeah, but you can now. 
I was like, oh great, that's like that's like saying black people were slaves like two hundred years ago. Yeah, but they're not now. It's like right. so. So you don't think there was any like trickle down effect? You don't think that there were men who still think obviously like you do that still affect things today? Yeah, because that's what's happening. And how hard did we have to fight to get that vote? How right. hard did black people have to fight to be free? Right. And how hard you, are we still fighting to have some form of equality? To have arguments think, like this, like we're still having arguments like this. That means we still have to fight. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I still have to tell you that when women fuck a bloke and the bloke doesn't like them back, they don't cry rape. That might have happened a few times, but it is certainly not the rule. No. And it just takes away, like, all the autonomy that women have. Like, oh, women are so emotional and hysterical and untrustworthy that they, without the care of a husband or a father, they're going to go fucking ape shit. Yeah. We can very clearly go into statistics of this mm-hmm. and look at all the cases of rape and very confidently argue that yeah. this is not, that what you're saying is not true in the slightest. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, you know, the whole Trump argument at the moment that's like, it's fake, like the election results are fake. Mm. And how quiet like Trump supporters are being. I remember seeing that like, I can't remember the actress's name, but she was in Clueless. She was Dion in Clueless, the the black girl that was friends with Cher. She's like a well-known Republican. She has been for a while. Well-known Trump supporter. And she was like, I think it's disgusting that like I have been shunned from Hollywood for my beliefs. And it's like, you've been shunned because your beliefs are disgusting. Do you not think that's that's something wrong with you, not with the system? But also that's in her head that she's been shunned. Like there's people in all parts of this country who think that they've been shunned because they have certain beliefs. And it's just like, well, no, maybe people just don't agree with you. And they don't want to be around you. That doesn't mean that you're shunned from Hollywood. You're just using that as some kind of trope to be like, oh, poor me. I've been shunned because of my views. Yeah. And I mean, she wasn't the best actress, like, in the world. Exactly. It's not like like they've shunned, like, the best actress in the world. Like, you were also shit. Right. And you're a cunt. So, like, those two (laughs) things combined mean that your career hasn't done very well. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you know, people are scared to say this, but you should be scared to say it. It's wrong. (laughs) You're wrong. Look at what you're saying. That's why you're scared to say it, because you know that it's not cool. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's like shy Tories in England. People that are like, I'm like, did you vote Tory? And they're like, oh. Like, they don't want to admit it. And it's like, you don't want to admit it because you know it's a fucked up thing to do. Yeah. And then do you have um, shy Republicans? Um, At the moment, no. <laughs> yeah, they're all... Not that I know of. They're all gassed up on Trump. <laughs> exactly. The people that are, are proud to be. At least that I know. Mm. I mean, I live in LA, so a lot of the people aren't Trump supporters. But we have, like, family members who are and Mm. they are outspoken about it so no shy ones here talissa no no plus it's all grouped together you're all safely grouped together like all the coast is blue all the middle of america is red well minnesota was blue so yeah i'm happy about that 
And Arizona turned blue, right? Yes. The states that turned. That's what gets me right in the feels. <laughs> good job yeah. to Georgia. Yeah. That was a good one. Definitely. All right. Let's move to the good news. What is the good news? So the good news is I, okay, so a couple of things. I got the bags for the competition. I say bags because I got one for myself. Yes. And one for the competition winner. Yes. So if you would like to um, win the tote bag, there is still time. I Yay. have shared the post on our story and then um, you can just scroll down a little bit and it's like a red red uh, banner that says giveaway. Um, so yeah, make sure you comment on that and tag somebody that would like the podcast and I'll do um, I'll do like an Instagram story. I'll put all the names Yay. in a hat or something and do it yeah. like that. And don't tag people that already follow us. Tag someone who you think <laughs> would like us. You're telling people off. <laughs> I've seen You're it. You're like a fucking idiot. <laughs> I'm not calling our listeners idiots. I just know, I know that that's a cheating thing. I don't want to admit that I like murder stories. So I'm just going <laughs> to, yeah. I'm just going to tag. So I'm a shy murder story lover. <laughs> Be proud of who you are. Yeah. So enter the competition, please. And then, um, so, you know, I was saying last week that uh, the BBC have obituaries like ready for people. Yes. Yeah. When they die. So R- Ruth wrote to me to like kind of clarify what happens and like her experience. So she. Right. Because she's worked in media, right? Yeah. She used to work for the BBC. She used to work for Children in Need. And now she works mm. for the NSPCC, which is like another children's charity. So she's um going to heaven probably. Um, but she said, <laughs> when I worked at the BBC, every program would have a cupboard or drawer called obits, as in obituaries. And they would be ready to go programs for people who might die. And wow. She said, I remember opening it when I worked on the food program. And I was like, oh, my God, A.A. Gill is dead. <laughs> and then everyone shrugged and said, no, that's for when he is dead. <laughs> wow. I want to be that famous someday where I know. the BBC has a, a package ready for me when I die. <laughs> I, I said on Twitter the other day... Um, when I die, no fucker better call me bubbly. <laughs> That's just code for fat bastard. <laughs> like, they'd be like, oh, bubbly. Well, she had a huge ass. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like that's a compliment here. <laughs> it is, yeah. You're joyful and happy. In England, it's code for chubby. Chubby. Mm. But a laugh. <laughs> Which I have to say does does kind of cover me quite well, but still I'm not all right with it. <laughs> um, have you got anything? Um, let's see. Oh, I finally watched the Netflix documentary about Chris Watts. Oh yeah. Have you watched that? I watched it the day it came out. American Murder: The Family Next Door. I'm a bit obsessed with him. Yeah, so am I a little bit. Not him, but like the whole story. Yeah, like, and also there's so much more to come out. You yeah. know, when you just scroll through YouTube and you've got, like, recommended videos, like, some of mine are, like, um, Chris Watts' girlfriend, like, the uh-huh. hidden story and stuff, and, like, I keep meaning to watch them. Yeah. Because, her, yeah, the girlfriend I'm really interested in. Yeah, but I knew that I I had to be in the right mood to watch it because it is a really sad story. It, it's awful. Yeah, it was really well made, first of all. Mm-hmm. 
But the reason I wanted to listen to it is because I listened to this podcast called Real Crime Profile. Yeah. It's where they analyze like people's personality and characteristics and all this kind of stuff after watching a documentary. That sounds interesting. Yeah. It's really good, but they did like five episodes on that documentary and they talk about it and I wanted Ooh. to watch it before I listened to it. So, Ooh, yeah, I'm up for that. Yeah, they get really in-depth on it. So they talk about his personality. They talk about all different things. And then they also talk about the filmmaker who made the documentary and she had some really interesting insights as well. So I would recommend wow. if people want to watch the documentary and then listen to Real Crime Profile, um, they do a five-part episode. That was my note Amazing. for this week. Yeah. Yeah. Talking of like five-parters, there's uh, if you want to do like a deep dive on um, the Golden State Killer... There's a amazing, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? It's like the Australian guy. He's really popular. Oh, Case File. He's okay. like number, he's like number like six in the charts or something. Like the, just the normal iTunes charts, not even yeah. crime. So many right. people listen to it. Right. Yeah, he did, he did a five-parter on the Golden State Killer. And I'm not joking. Like, I was shitting myself listening to it. Wow. It's so creepy, but yeah. also he's Australian and he's like, he had a very small penis. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he mentions it like this is before I really knew who the Golden State Killer was and the fact that he has a small dick and everybody mentions it. <laughs> it's so serious and so scary. And he's like, uh, it was reported that he had a tiny penis. <laughs> oh, good. That's amazing. I have to listen to that. I love yeah. the Australian accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's it's really well made. Yeah, that's definitely worth a go. Awesome. Okay, so shall we crack on? Yes, we shall. Okay. Who's going first? I think that's me. I haven't marked it, but it looks like it's me. You're so good at remembering <laughs> stuff like that. Like, I've just got my head up my ass 99% <laughs> of my life. <laughs> Talissa, that's why I, we work well together because you I know. remember certain things that I forget. Useless shit. <laughs> Useful <laughs> <No>. shit. <laughs> I'm really bad at just keeping track of the social media and the Patreon and all that kind of stuff, but you're really good at that. And then. Oh my God. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, right? So you edit. Listen, this is what you were saying, wasn't it? You edit and I do the social media and mm -hmm. the Patreon and stuff. Yeah. And before. Today, mm -hmm. before I read some misogynist maniac's tweet, I was yeah. like, I feel really bad. Rachel has to do the editing. That's really hard work. And I was like, I don't feel fucking guilty anymore. <laughs> you don't have to deal with this shit. <laughs> yeah, I'm not the front facing person in this duo. You don't have to read these maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, honestly, it's like I'm right in the firing line. You've got to deal with the moral dilemmas. <laughs> I just have to deal yeah. with technical difficulties. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, you were saying. <laughs> so this week we are doing video game crimes. Mm, this was a suggestion from my friend Dan. It's a really good suggestion. The only thing... So, okay, so I'm going first this week. I'm just going to get into mm -hmm. it. Do it. With this theme, there are a lot of teenagers who killed their parents because their parents took their game away yeah in america yeah <laughs> not here <laughs> i i figured 
some of these are really gruesome and I really don't, I don't want to do that. And also considering last week's uh, episode, I just was kind of gored out. I don't know yeah. if that's the right phrase, but no, no, I was you mean. just kind of murdered out. Hit your limit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My story this week is interesting, but it's pretty short. The Grand Theft Auto 4 Inspired Crimes. Specific. Yes. Short and sweet. <laughs> okay. So, Grand Theft Auto 4 was released in April 2008 to the Xbox and PlayStation 3 consoles. Set within Liberty City, which is based on New York City, the story follows war vet Nico Bellic and his attempts to escape his past while under pressure from loan sharks and mob bosses. Have you played any of the GTA games? No, but I have two older brothers and my dad really likes video games. So he would play, he would play video games with my brother Tom um, when we saw him on a Sunday because my parents are divorced. So it was like absent parent Sunday. So we would watch And my dad was a bachelor so he could like afford the expensive consoles. (laughs) Yeah. So I've watched, I've watched my brother and my dad play it. And yeah, it's pretty, pretty gruesome. Good soundtrack, but yeah. There's always good music on there. Like, you can discover yeah. good music on the GTA uh, soundtracks. Definitely. I've played it a couple of times. I think it's funny that your dad played with your brothers. My dad was completely against video games. Mm-hmm. We couldn't have it in our house. Yeah, I've met people like that. But yeah. my dad was um, a computer programmer. And he worked, like, putting together, like, networks for Cisco systems and stuff. So Mm -hmm. he was always super into games, super into computers. Yeah. He didn't have any problem with us having that stuff. I have played GTA a couple of times. It's kind of addictive. Is it with your boyfriends or around friends' houses when you were younger? Because obviously you weren't allowed at home. Yeah. With your, like, teenage boyfriends. Yeah, and I think when my husband got his PlayStation a couple of years ago, that was one of the first games that he got. (laughs) I also remember the story of this. He was like, he was like, Rachel, I'm getting a PlayStation. And you were like, yeah. fuck's sake. <laughs> and I still feel that way. <laughs> he thought it was like the best idea he'd ever had. Yeah. And you were and like, And that's oh. when I was like, okay, I'm getting a puppy then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So back to GTA 4. The open world design of the game lets players freely roam Liberty City as Nico and interact with any characters in the game where they can either help you with favors or you can steal from them or even shoot them or just punch them or whatever violence. Or you can run them over as well, can't you? Yeah, anything. Yeah. (laughs) It's a moral game, isn't it? Because it's like the more people you run over, the more trouble you get in. And then like the police come after you and then... Uh, you will lose because of that. So it's like you have to act like a responsible citizen. Yeah. Or like there are certain parts where you do have to evade the cops and like do something bad and then hide from them. That will be your mission. Yeah. Which is what my next line is. You are given objectives which could involve you stealing a car and driving it across the city, avoiding the cops and befriending criminals. The game became popular as it had a more realistic take on the design. As part of their research, the development team conducted extensive field research in New York, capturing over 100,000 photographs and several hours of video. That sounds awesome. 
just That's roam so cool. around New York and take yeah, pictures. Yeah, just observe and be like, oh, yeah. this situation would be good in a game. Like, right. I imagine game designers have the funnest job. It's just your imagination. Right. Yeah. The limit is your imagination. Right. So GTA 4 broke industry sales records and became the fastest selling entertainment product in history at the time, earning $310 million in its first day and $500 million in its first week. It won a ton of awards and is considered one of the biggest selling games of all time. GTA 4 also received a lot of criticism from everywhere from journalists to government officials who claimed it to be extremely violent and the fact that you could drive under the influence of alcohol as well as commit sexual violence caused censorship Mm. in several countries. This is uh, the first GTA where you could like have sex Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) my husband was like, (laughs) he was like describing, he was like, this is the first game where you could like, if you're having sex in the game, you can decide how aggressive you are yeah oh god yeah like how that seems like like a feature that doesn't need to happen (laughs) i know and considering that most people who play video games are teenage boys well i mean the guys that designed it are basically teenage boys with a job like (laughs) that's why they're like how hard can we fuck this hooker (laughs) right yeah and we were talking about it we were like this was some people's first experience into sex yeah 20 years before this you had an old porn magazine that you found in the woods and now you have gta 4 where you could basically (laughs) i love how universal that experience is like i reckon there's little kids in india like yeah there's porn (laughs) under the railway tracks that's where the porn lives (laughs) like everywhere but it unites us all yeah (laughs) there's a torn up page it's just got a muff on it yeah (laughs) one nipple in one corner a bit of twat in the other who knows where this page came from or what woman that vagina belongs to (laughs) (laughs) it's just so universal that's beautiful yeah the un that should be a feature of the un (laughs) just a piece of history Okay, so it caused censorship in several countries. Some went as far as saying that it was a murder simulator. New York City officials specifically did not like that their city was parodied in the game and disproved of a game that, in quotes, earned points for killing police officers. Can't argue with that. So that's kind of the history of that game, in case people didn't know what GTA was and the whole franchise. All right, cut to two months after the game's release... In June 2008, six teens from New Hyde Park on Long Island in New York decided to emulate the game that they had been playing and bring it to life. Stephen Attard, 18, Samuel Phillip, 16, Brandon Cruz, 15, Jaspreet Singh, 17, and Gurnor Singh, 14, and Dylan Laird, 17, who was from Massachusetts and was visiting his family at the time, they all started the night at 11.30 p.m. hanging out in Memorial Park. According to police, they first saw a man, a grocery store employee, at a bus stop nearby. The teens proceeded to mug him and severely beat him, knocking out some of his teeth. Oh, dear. They next ran to some nearby sheds and garages, 
where they gathered an assortment of baseball bats, crowbars, and broomsticks. Just like the game. <laughs> broomsticks. <laughs> Who got... I know. Who got lumbered with that one? <laughs> here's a bat, here's a hammer, and you can have a broomstick. What? Here, Dylan, here's this broken broomstick. Here's a rake. What? Oh man. I knew we should have got to the front. <laughs> also, why are 14-year-olds and 17-year-olds hanging out together? Like, that didn't happen. It looks like the 14-year-old is related to one of the older ones. Okay, so he's being, like, forced to hang out with him, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm wondering how many of these kids were the instigators and how many of them were like, yeah, okay, we'll just follow you. Well, the 17-year-olds are the instigators, like, because when you're 17 right. and a 14-year-old tells you to do something, you're like, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> so, clearly the 17-year-olds leading the way. For sure. Okay, so they got their little weapons. They headed south toward Garden City, where a couple more teens met up and joined them. And apparently these teenagers, at first they saw them from like far off and they're like, oh, we should beat them up too. And then they realized that they knew them. And so they convinced them to join them. <laughs> oh, I just remember being 17. Let's fight yeah. him. Oh, no, I know him. That's Roy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Roy! Oh, <laughs> almost hit you with this bat. <laughs> They soon decided that they were tired of walking and they decided to try and steal a car. Coming to an intersection, they surrounded a 23-year-old woman inside her BMW and when they were unable to steal her car because she was in it and she was driving and she was stopped at an intersection. She locked her doors, I'm assuming, like saw loads of kids coming. I was like, lock? Yeah. Who's that kid with a rake coming at me? Fuck, fuck that. <laughs> yeah scratch up my paintwork right cindy has not got time for your shit <laughs> she has had a hard day yeah listen she's coming home from work it's midnight she works at insurance brokers do you know how boring that is no you fucking don't you little rake wielding prick do you know how much she wants to drive out of garden city and just head to hawaii <laughs> she just wants to thelma and louise it off a cliff <laughs> so they surrounded her car um, they were unable to steal it from her so they took a pack of cigarettes and money before she managed to drive away that sounds so awkward and a little terrifying just fended them off with cigarettes and change yeah just like oh god here, here's some goddamn cigarettes <laughs> like, oh god. taking them out of the packet individually and handing them out to each <laughs> little loser <laughs> one for oh. you one for you please leave me alone oh, god <laughs> so she managed to drive away at that point nassau county officers received a 911 call from the woman claiming she'd been robbed by the teens she told responding officers that a group of about 12 to 15 young men armed with crowbars sticks and metal bars surrounded her car and stole her money before she was able to get away. She saw them move on to a van where they proceeded to smash the windows of the van. Oh, God. Well, she did quite well, really. Yeah. She did a good job, too. She didn't just, like, get the hell out of there. She called the cops. Yeah. Oh, thing is, though, Cindy's had a fucking long day. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've got one bar of battery left. <laughs> She's tired of this shit. She's got little brothers. She knows what they're like. Oh, God. Like, she's got one bar of battery left and she's got no cigarettes. <laughs> Do that. I said 12. 12 boys. 
My payday isn't till Friday. I can't even buy a new pack of cigarettes. So you better get Are you going to bring me some cigarettes? (laughs) Get me my cigarettes back. I need them to survive (laughs) for the rest of the week. Cindy's running on a cigarette and a prayer. (laughs) (laughs) She definitely had a drink that night. 100%. (laughs) So police were dispatched and Sue caught up with the teens. All six teens were arrested And although there were three victims that came forward, the grocery store employee, the BMW woman, and the van owner, police believe that there may have been others. The teenagers were all charged with first-degree robbery, except for Jaspreet Singh, I think he was a 14-year-old, who was charged with possession of stolen property for his rake. His rake? (laughs) It has someone's name on it. Barry's rake. <laughs> Nassau County Police Detective Lieutenant Raymond Cote said they decided that they were going to go out to commit robberies and emulate the lead character Nico Bellic in the particularly violent video game Grand Theft Auto. These teens have difficulty separating fact from fiction, fantasy from reality. It was quite alarming. And that's the story of the Grand Theft Auto 4 crime spree. Oh, the thing. <laughs> Do you know what? That was really, like, wholesome in a way. Yeah, short and sweet. I really enjoyed the wholesome. You should have gone last. <laughs> Mine is not so wholesome, baby. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I think the similarity between our stories is that adults do not understand video games. <laughs> They're just like... These teens, they're running wild. <laughs> Dude, they played a game and then they got bored. Right. These kids were out at like midnight hanging out. Their parents probably kicked them out. Like, get off the TV. Go outside. Yeah. Like, I'm 100% sure they would have been less of a threat if they were inside playing Grand Theft Auto than if you made them hang outside like you did when you were a kid. <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> like, and also... um, like, kids used to do that before these games. Yes. Yeah. Kids do stupid shit. Like, their brains aren't developed properly. Right. You can't trust them to do anything reasonable. <laughs> That's why you're supposed to be a good parent. Yeah, I mean... Make sure they're adequately balanced in life, and they're not playing video games for 16 hours, and they're not left alone at midnight outside in the park. No, I mean, my brother, Ben... He's like, how old is he? He's 43 now. And he didn't really grow up with computer games. He was like just before the computer game kind of thing blew up. Like, I think it happened, but he just wasn't that interested. But my brother Tom was like born in 84. So then he's always maintained like his best Christmas ever. And I don't, you cannot argue with this. He got the Nintendo like Super Nintendo Entertainment System yeah. in 1993. And he maintains that's the best Christmas he's ever had. And I cannot argue with him. Like, what a day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure my husband has the same exact story with like yeah. the PlayStation or something like that. How him and his brother just went nuts on Christmas Day. Well, you just wait all year. Like, yeah. you wait 365 days <laughs> for you circle it, like, in the Argos catalogue, or, like, I don't know what you guys had when you were younger, but, like... Toys R Us. We had the Argos catalogue where you would, yeah, you would circle it and be like, Mum, this is what I want. Like, and your mum would be like, okay, well, write, like, 
the top five things that you want and I'll see mm. what Santa can bring. Yeah. Like, I'll, I'll see what my benefits will buy me. <laughs> I'll see what I can get on tick from the catalogue. Right. Yeah. And so like my brother was obsessed with like games. But even before that, he was throwing bricks into TVs. Like, <laughs> he was just a little shit. Like yeah. there's no amount of fucking Donkey Kong or Mario was going to make him any less or more of a TV brick thrower. If anything, it probably gave him more ideas. <laughs> <laughs> that will to destroy is in his bones. <laughs> it cannot be bred out. <laughs> That's just yeah. all little boys. It is. They just damage your house in monetary damage value. things, starting things on fire. Yeah. That's it. Uh, anything, projectiles, very into those. Anything <laughs> you can shoot at someone, especially into an eye. Yeah. Wrestling moves, yeah. it's all there. So, okay, my story is a little less lighthearted than yours. Um, but I'm just going to crack on. So, okay. um, Warren LeBlanc was born in 1987. And I like I really can't find anything about his childhood or his upbringing. But that is because when this happened, he was 17. Okay. So, He's the same age as me, so... Yeah. So, they can't really like give you too much detail about his life because he was a minor really right um so he lives in the suburb of Braunstone Frith which is in Leicester which okay. is in the East Midlands mm -hmm. and on February the 27th 2004 14 year old Stefan Pakira who was his friend was playing computer games at home with his uncle and Warren called him up at 9 p.m and persuaded him to go out to meet some girls so that's quite the carrot. Um, yes. Warren took Stefan to an area known as the Dumps in the local park and told him to hide in the bushes. I mean, like... Okay. I know you're thinking what, but to be fair, when you were a kid, you did do stuff like this. Like, someone's like, wait in the bushes and then I'll go get them. Right. <laughs> you were saying about my story, when there's a 17-year-old telling a 14-year-old, like, oh, we're going to meet some girls, it's going to be cool... Go hide you, in yeah, you're so excited. You're yeah. not thinking logically, like, why do I need to be in a bush? Like, right. you're just like, there might be okay. some girls here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, he told him to hide in the bushes. And then as he did, Warren put on a pair of gloves, took out a hammer and hit Stefan on the back of the head. Aww. Stefan tried to fight him off and they fell down a bank. Uh, Warren ran back up the bank and fetched a knife and went back to stab Stefan in the neck and the side. Warren then dragged Stefan into the bushes and stabbed him again. What a dick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Warren then swapped his bloodstained trousers for Stefan's, turning them inside out, and he took his victim's mobile phone and then he, f he fled with the hammer in his bag. But he was stopped on nearby Glenfield Road when a passing policeman saw him covered in blood and running and became suspicious. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that, like, incognito. So the officer searched him and found a blood-stained claw hammer. And when asked if anyone was injured, Warren replied, I don't want to go there myself, but I'll take you if you drive past and you'll find him more than injured. So... That kind of suggests, like, he knows exactly what he's done. And right. He knows that he he will be dead. Yeah. So when police discovered Stefan, they found that he'd sustained horrific and fatal wounds. He'd been hit so hard with the hammer 
that he suffered deep cuts to his head and neck and his skull had been fractured in several places. He had multiple stab wounds with the knife being plunged so deep that it caused serious injuries to his kidney and liver. Mm. Um, He had more than 60 injuries and it was said that the method of execution was identical to that shown in the video game Manhunt, which Stefan's mother said that the boys had been playing recently. So Warren told the police that the reason he'd he'd attacked Stefan was because he was in fear of a member of a local gang, the Crusaders. Um, He owed the gang member £75 over a counterfeit money scam. He'd been entrusted to cash five forged £20 notes, which is obviously £100, and return three quarters of the face value, so £75, Mm. But he was unable to pass them off as they were too poor quality and no one would take them. So he was broke, desolate, depressed and frightened. And he had initially intended just robbing Stefan of drugs and cash to raise money to pay off the debt. But things got severely out of hand. I don't understand this kid's thinking. Uh, No, me neither. And I think like, I think he hit him and then... Maybe he didn't have any money on him or he didn't have what he thought he was going to have on him. And he thought, fuck, I've hit him now. So, like, I have to quiet, like, make him quiet or I'm just going to get in more trouble. Yeah. And it sounded like he was fighting back, too, right? Yeah. Maybe he didn't expect that. Yeah. Had to subdue him or something. I also think that's like a 14-year-old's logic, which is, like, throw good money after bad, which is, like, you know, just... Right. Fuck, I've done something wrong. I better do something else. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? You're just like, fuck. Like, you don't think about the end. Just keep digging the hole. Yeah, you're trying to dig yourself out of a hole. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's basically what happened. But on the 3rd of September, 2004, he pled he guilty to murder at Leicester Crown Court. Stefan's mother, Giselle Pakira, a 36-year-old senior research nurse, claimed that Warren had been obsessed with the game Manhunt. Even by standards of the usual carnage-filled games, Manhunt took things to extremes. Set in a world of snuff films, it actually gave players extra points for brutality. As one games reviewer put it, the crimes that you commit are unspeakable, yet the gameplay that leads to these horrendous acts is so polished and fierce that it's thrilling. Wow. I don't think I know much about this game. No, I don't know either. I don't think it was incredibly popular. I think it was like cult because it was so horrible. Oh. Um, So Stefan's father was understandably horrified by the possible connection between the game and his son's murderer. The object of Manhunt is not just to go out and kill people, he said. It's a point-scoring game where you increase your score depending on how violent the killing is. That explains why Stefan's murder was as horrific as it was. Um, And Stefan's mum said, I think that I heard some of Warren's friends say that he was obsessed with this game. I think that I heard isn't enough for me. No. (laughs) Um, To quote from the website that promotes it, it calls it a psychological experience, not a game, and it encourages brutal killing. If he was obsessed with it, I could well, it could well be that the boundaries for him became quite hazy. And she had to leave court as the details of her son's murder were read out. However, Warren was not found to be in possession of the game. Although, despite it having an 18-plus rating, a copy of the game was found in Stefan's room. So his mum is like, this boy Warren was obsessed with it. And then it was found in her son's room. Mm. So I, like, assume she's just a mother that's really fucking upset. Yeah. 
found something to blame. Right, like, right. Like, what else is there for this reasoning? There's no other reason. Yeah, it's senseless. Right. So the police denied any such link between the game and the murder. However, um, they cited drug-related robbery as the motive. Warren was sentenced to life with a minimum of 13 years. And Judge Stokes said, you have committed a truly appalling crime. You've taken the life of a 14-year-old boy in the most brutal fashion. I do not pretend to know or understand what prompted you to behave as you did. One thing is clear, you and you alone were responsible for this prolonged, vicious and murderous attack on someone who thought of you as a friend. So following the court case, the game Manhunt was withdrawn by some high street retailers. However, this is... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like the best... No. Doesn't seem like the nicest game. You could play Tetris. (laughs) So... However, this is not the first time Manhunt has come under scrutiny. In December 2003, it was the first video game ever to be banned in New Zealand. And shortly after the murder, a later disbarred American attorney, Jack Thompson, who has campaigned against violence in video games, claimed that he had written to Rockstar, who is the maker of Manhunt. That's the same with GTA. Oh, Rockstar. Yeah, Rockstar. They're a bit naughty, aren't they? Yeah. Just a bunch of man-childs working on video games that... <laughs> Just having a tug over the like female characters that they make. <laughs> I bet it stinks of spunk in that room. Oh, God. Anything with snuff in the description is like... It's not good, Really? It? Yeah. But yeah, um, I read about this guy Thompson as well. He tried to fight against... Did you? Yeah, Grand Theft Auto and Rockstar. Wow. And... Is he religious? Uh, I don't th- I get think the vibe so. he's a bit religious. He's the sort of person that would have stacks of child porn and guns in his <laughs> garage, like, just hidden. You know what I mean? It's always the people that are too outspoken about shit like that. So You're passionate, like, yeah. Yeah. What's your, what's your problem? Right. You are weird. <laughs> also, the other similarity was you mentioned New Zealand, and mm. Australia and New Zealand were the two countries that had like major censorships of GTA. Really? Yeah. They couldn't outright ban it, but they did major censorships of it. Except unless you got the Microsoft Windows version, that didn't have censorship. <laughs> well, I bet that was popular. I was playing it on Microsoft Windows. <laughs> Long, like, <laughs> back forward ZL. Like, <laughs> <laughs> the clunkiest gameplay you could ever wish right. for. <laughs> So anyway, they got, yeah, so this uh, lawyer, Jack Thompson, he claimed that he had written to Rockstar after the game was released, warning them that the nature of the game could inspire copycat killings. Soon thereafter, the Bakira family hired Thompson with the aim of suing Sony and Rockstar for a £50 million in a wrongful death claim. Wow. However, I mean, Sony lawyers, like, you really want to take them on. Yeah, that's a lot of money, too. It's not logical. Um, However, on the same day that Thompson was hired, the police officially denied any link between the game and the murder, citing drug-related robbery as the motive and revealing that the game had been found in Pekira's bedroom, not LeBlanc's. As originally reported in the media, the Pekira's case against Sony and Rockstar was dropped soon thereafter. So nothing came of that. That's kind of sad for the family. I I know what you mean. You know that they're directing their anger probably in the wrong place. It's not like Sony can't afford a fifty million pound lawsuit like yeah. they probably could, and still survive. But right. it's just not Sony's fault. 
Like yeah. it's not Rockstar's fault. It's thousands of people play that game. Right. And right. how many murders came of it? One. Yeah. Like in the UK anyway. Not yeah. fucking <laughs> Nutsville, USA. Um <laughs> And then I just I just uh, found like a really interesting study on crime and investigation about video mm. game violence and how it mm-hmm. affects people. So on the website they say crimes can't cut. Co- oh, sorry, they say <laughs> God, that was such a Freudian slip. <laughs> crimes, <laughs> no experts can't come to a unified conclusion on if games cause aggression. There is some fascinating research by the University of Oxford and the University of Rochester suggesting that the trigger for aggression isn't to do with how much violence is in the games, but how difficult the games are. So one of the researchers reported that if the structure of a game or the design of the controls thwarts enjoyment, it is this, not the violent content, that seems to drive feelings of aggression. And I can totally relate to that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> have you ever bitten a SNES controller and thrown it at the wall? Because I have. <laughs> when you're just like, oh doing this all wrong <laughs> i'm so surprised that any any vintage controllers exist because yeah. motherfucker like you would bite that <laughs> throw it at the wall squeeze it like you're so yeah. like oh my god and it's just like a pixelated little mario that won't jump where you need it to like <laughs> do i mean that let alone a world where something isn't going your way like yeah it's right. fucking frustrating that's what instigates violence I can totally see that. I think that's a really good point. Yeah. So they say, um, if some people who play violent games are violent in real life, it may just be these people that have inherently aggressive tendencies, which which leads them to play those particular games. Gender could also be factored in. Males are traditionally more prone to aggression and violence than women, and males are more likely to play violent games. Over 80% of Call of Duty players, for example, are men. It has to be highlighted also that nearly all the experiments regarding violent games are done on adults and not children. So the effects are unknown until adulthood. So there aren't any that I could find. No, there's no conclusive evidence. In March of 2020, the parole board confirmed Warren LeBlanc will be released from jail on license, which basically means they have like a tag and they have to report to a parole officer and they have like curfew and stuff. Okay. Um, and they can't like go on holiday. They have to stay in their house. Yeah. Stefan's father, Patrick, lodged an appeal against the decision, but the board rejected his appeal and said that LeBlanc was given a minimum prison term of 13 years when he was sentenced at Leicester Crown Court in 2004, but has served two and a half years more than that. And they have said that LeBlanc meets all the criteria for release. So he is okay. currently out on license. And that is the story of the manhunt murder wow. <laughs> yes. i hope up. he's been rehabilitated yeah i mean uh, so he was 17 when he went away and he's 30 13 years later so he's 30 he's the same age as me because he was born in 87 so he's 33 now yeah <laughs> i think he sounds fucking dangerous yes I agree. They can only they can only um imprison him for so long because he's a minor. Right. So if he was 18, he probably would have gone away for like 20 years, like right. maybe longer. But yeah, because he's a minor, they really can't impose like such a harsh sentence on him. 
Yeah. And again, I can't find out what went on in his private life. So I don't know if he came from like a really shitty home or if yeah. he was adopted or in care or anything like that. Right. I just, I guess we're just going to have to fucking trust the prison system. <laughs> yeah. Like he's just roaming around England now. Who knows where he is? I mean, they're going to keep an eye on him, but still, <laughs> it's not, not great. Um, watch yeah. out, Lester. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For... Warren LeBlanc. He may have changed it now, though. Not related to Matt. Not related to lovely Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, that was a good story. That was I've never heard that one, and I didn't know no. much about Manhunt either. No, and I'm kind of glad I don't know about Manhunt. It sounds fucking horrible. Yeah, yeah me too. You literally are rewarded for murdering people. I know. Maybe that should be bad. Maybe I am old. <laughs> Maybe I agree with the parents. Maybe I agree with that fucking 36-year-old mum. Like, GTA, before I played it, I was like, this is stupid. This is like, especially <laughs> knowing about how you can hire sex workers and stuff like that. But then once you yeah. like start playing it and you start driving around, it's addictive. Because you're just like, oh, I can steal whatever car I want. <laughs> you're like, now I'm off to go and visit my boo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I don't like I, but I don't get people who are just like I'm gonna just randomly shoot this person in the face I don't do stuff like that to be honest it's just human nature like I don't know if you've ever played a game called Zelda which I'm just completely yeah. in love with it's like yeah. my favorite game in the world I'm genuinely considering buying an N64 and that cartridge yeah and also I pass like do you ever have um well, it's called a pawn shop in America, but like over here they're called CEX, where you take in your mobile phone or your games console or like basically like electronics. Oh, a pawn shop. I thought you said porn shop. No, pawn. P A W pawn. A pawn shop. <laughs> yeah, I'll say it. I'll say it in a language you understand. A pawn shop. <laughs> pawn shop. Yeah. So, yeah, you go in there and you exchange your stuff probably for drug money, and then you can go in and buy it like, buy it back later. Mm -hmm. But somebody had exchanged like an N64 Zelda-themed controller. What? And I was just like, I'm going to fucking buy the shit out of that like, as soon as that shop's open. <laughs> They're not open at the moment because of COVID, but yeah, I was like, cool. Yeah, um, Zelda was one of my favorite games to play at friends' houses. I just love it. It's yeah. so nice. It's like, just like heartwarming. You plant a little plant and then you come back as an adult and then you can like float on the leaf and then get a piece of heart. It's just so good. <laughs> um, I think I told you that they are making a TV series. Yes, And it's kind of in line with like Game <sighs> of Thrones, that kind of style. I hope it's so good. Me like, too. Please don't be. sully my childhood memories. There's some hilarious... Like fan made videos on YouTube. Oh my god, I'm gonna crap. Some of them <laughs> yeah. are are complete shit, but there's one oh. that's really good. I'll send. Oh it really? To yeah. Link me up. <laughs> ah, I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't even mean to. Um, yeah. God, what was your favorite video game when you were a kid? Mario. Like yeah, and I I really like Zelda. Ocarina but... of Time or a different one. No, I'm trying to think. I, I was obsessed with the Game Boy as well. I played the... Yeah. There was a Simpsons game. I was obsessed with that. 
was that? Yeah, it was just like Bart skateboarding and he would like pull down people's shorts and like throw things at people. And... <laughs> so good. And then there was a Batman game that I was obsessed with too. I remember the Batman game actually. Um, mm-hmm. That rings a bell. I don't remember the Simpsons one, but um, I, I just loved like Tetris. Oh, yeah. wait. Hello? Hi. Your camera keeps Hi, going Hi, sorry. Oh, what was I saying? Sorry, my my family group is like going off as well. I've got a family WhatsApp group. So is mine. Drunk because it's Friday night. So everyone's oh. just talking shit. I'm like, I'm busy. <laughs> I'm busy talking shit. <laughs> I can't talk <laughs> shit with you. I can't talk shit twice. <laughs> yeah, we should tell so. listeners like our whole setup is we FaceTime each other. Yeah, it's not ideal, is it? No, we have a lot of technical <laughs> difficulties sometimes where it's just like someone's texting you and or like Battery's your phone gone. call with battery <laughs> or just the internet isn't working very well. So there's a delay or... We deserve a medal, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Making this work. And then yeah. we have two two fucking separate audio tracks and i send you mine and you marry it together so that it's like we're in the same room yes we are living in the future (laughs) yeah someday we'll make one from one room i fucking hope so i'm so sick of these four walls rachel (laughs) i can't tell (laughs) you right we should probably say goodbye because we got another one of these motherfuckers to record yes we should thank you for listening this week and tune in next week I don't know. Definitely is next week and not in two minutes. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Transatlantic Crime this week. If you liked what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe. And if you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Twitter at Transat Crime Pod, Instagram at Transatlantic Crime, and on Facebook with Transatlantic Crime Podcast. Thanks. Bye. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha